0: So today's lesson is uh, the last in the series of 1 Peter. And it's a big discussion on suffering, among other things. So if uh, you want to go back on those lessons, remember you can go back to the Flagler Church of Christ uh, podcast and uh, review those lessons for your own personal studies. After this lesson, uh, the following weeks, I've been asked to cover 2 Peter and Jude, which are very similar. So uh, study those and get ready for those next lessons. Tend to the flock, but care for the individual. Craig Rogers wrote this. Shepherds, learn quickly that the path to success depends on tending to the flock, but caring for the individuals. Provide clean water ample forage, and shelter to the entire flock. This is essential to maintaining the health of the flock. But the success of the shepherd or shepherdess is in the compassion they have for each individual. He's talking as an actual shepherd of sheep. This means being able to identify the sick or injured sheep or lamb within the flock of hundreds or thousands of sheep. Assisting with the birth of the lamb when needed, caring for a lamb orphaned by its mother, providing the expectant mother with enhanced nutrition, or weaning the lamb in a compassionate manner are all part of the job. The more concern the shepherd has for the individuals who are in need of health care, supplement food, Assistance or individual attention, the healthier the flock and the more profitable the whole operation is. He points in there, this lesson applies to more than a flock of sheep. The lesson today is the flock of God. Shepherd the flock, humble before God and suffering sheep out of 1 Peter chapter 5, verses one through 11. So the first point is shepherd the flock, 1 Peter 5, 1 through 4. So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ as well as partaker of the glory that is going to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. The work of a shepherd in Christ's body, also referred to as overseers and elders, carries many challenges. Not only management of Christ's affairs for the individual body the congregation they are tending but also focusing on various individuals who might need help with their growth as a christian with guidance of the word as well as helping some other issues that may spring up amongst the flock what issue might the elders in first peter need to be focused on to be sure the idea of living holy before God in a corrupt world, obedience that can lead to suffering because we are exiles in this world, and of course suffering itself, but not any kind of suffering, not the suffering of doing wrong against God and man, but the suffering that comes from elevating God's ways above man's ways. By choosing God first in the role as an elder, The elders put themselves in harm's way. They understand suffering that Christ did and why. They understand suffering that all Christians who are exiles, outcasts, who are sojourners in this world may go through. Shepherds know the big picture. What is the big picture? Well, it's reaching the lost and guiding the saved in Christ's purposes. Those who choose the role of shepherd have seen sheep torn by the lion. And they themselves understand the fight that is involved in living for Christ. They should look out for dangers of this world that could affect the flock. And if their job deals with dangers, whether harm to themselves or others who are in Christ, they must do their job willingly. It's a responsibility of commitment to the greater, the greater good for Christ, the greater good for the sheep as the body and as individuals, and it is a responsibility of example. What greater example can an elder have as one who, while standing up for Christ, also suffers? as one who knows truly what being in exile in this world means. You see, the chief shepherd is watching. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 4. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. What gain should any shepherd of the body of Christ look forward to? Should it be as a, as a shepherd forced into his challenging work? No. Should it be as a shepherd who enjoys personal glory? No. Who enjoys extra financial gain or the desire for the position for their own personal needs? No. Should it be as one who loves being in control of others as an ego stroke? Absolutely not. The gain any shepherd of the body of Christ is the gain of pleasing the chief shepherd, Jesus Christ. There's the gain. He watches his shepherds, and Jesus is there to be with them in their assigned work. And their assigned work is not easy. Though through Jesus and because of him, elders and the body of Christ will suffer. We will suffer, but you elders will also receive an unfading crown of glory. And that crown is through Christ himself. So, lead as Peter led, or for those who seek it in the future, prepare to lead as Peter led, who witnessed the sufferings of Christ firsthand, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 1. And look forward to eventually partaking in the glory that will be revealed through Christ. As Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9.24, Do you not know that a race in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. But we need to be humble before God. We need to be humble before God. 1 Peter chapter 5, 5 through 7. Likewise you who are younger be subject to the to the elders. Clothe yourselves all of you with humility toward one another for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. You ever thought of your clothing as Christian clothing? No, I'm not meaning a cross that you put on your thing and say, hey, I am a faith. If I have elders also called shepherds who know what it is like to fight for God on the front line, who know the real meaning of suffering for Christ, who willingly sacrifice themselves um, like Christ did, I need to be subject to them. Why? Why? Because they are looking out for me. As wives to husbands or slaves to masters or mankind to their nation's authority, God also says, Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. 1 Peter 5, verse 5. We are to willingly submit the same idea as we studied earlier in chapter 3. Willingly submit to our congregation's elders. And all this is done, why? For the Lord's sake. For the Lord's sake. The proud won't submit willingly or otherwise. That humility toward their head, Jesus Christ, and in the body's case, our eldership, who are also following Jesus Christ, or the humility we need towards each other. Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 5, verse 3. We need to feed the sheep. This is an interesting part of this Section of my lesson. Jesus said something to Peter. Do you recall? He said, What? At the end of John? Feed my sheep. He also said, Tend my lambs. John chapter 21 15 through 19. Give them nutrition and take care of their being, whether it is in the daytime when getting them food and water is important, or nighttime when putting them in their pen and being on guard for the predators that are coming their way. Peter and all who have sheep, whether it is your personal family as husband and wife, or those in charge of the body of Christ, they have a big job to do. Two things to consider. Are you providing all that the sheep need? Are the sheep listening to the shepherd? And of course, the head shepherd is Jesus Christ. Are we listening to Jesus Christ? If you don't provide water and food, will the sheep just sit there? Or will they seek their own? Will they listen and follow those things they shouldn't? Even if you provide water and food, do they always stay where they should stay? If you don't put them in the pen at night, will the predators leave them alone? There is safety in the truth of God. Though we suffer, God promises a crown of glory. You see, God cares for you. First Peter five: six through seven. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him, because He cares for you. It's a difficult task to be a shepherd. And some may feel guilty and say, hey, I, that's it. But you've got to realize, as Jesus, as the shepherd, there are wayward sheep who just don't listen. Who just don't listen. A wayward sheep is not a humble sheep. I think of King Solomon. Who was King David's son? Those who know this story understand that Solomon became a wayward in respect to God, did he not? His heart turned toward his many wives' desires, the desires that they had to follow other gods, and he was pulled away. But it was King David, his father, who explained about the importance of staying humble before God, which all sheep should do, should we not? 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 1-4. through four. When David's time to die drew near, he commanded Solomon his son, saying, I am about to go to the way of the earth. Be strong, and show yourself a man, and keep the charge of the Lord your God, walking in his ways and keeping his statutes. His commandments, His rules, and His testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do, and wherever you turn, that the Lord may establish His word that He spoke concerning me, saying, If your sons pay close attention to their way to walk before me in faithfulness with all their heart and with all their soul, you shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel." But Solomon did not stay an obedient sheep. You see, God cares for you. He's aware of your exile in this world. That's a big concept in 1 Peter. We are exiles because we choose God over the world. He's aware of your sufferings. He knows your sufferings if you follow him. He knows your sufferings, what's going to happen. But he wants you to know that he is always there with you. He never said, all your sufferings will go away in this life. But he promises Basically, that will go away in the next. So put yourself willingly with submission under the mighty hand of God, where all sheep of His need to be, as our chief shepherd, under the mighty hand of God. The reality is there are suffering sheep. 1 Peter chapter 5, 8-11 Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to His eternal glory in Christ will Himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To Him be dominion forever and ever. Amen. Perspective from the Latin... The word perspective carries the idea of seeing through something. If I'm going through suffering, it's important as a Christian, it's important to see through the challenges of the suffering so I don't get caught up in just the suffering. But I can look through the suffering, as Dallas pointed out, And to see, in my words, from what Dallas said, the growth you can have to serve Christ. What you go through, men, today, as young men, can be what somebody needs from you as an elder in the future. Because you've gone through the suffering of this world and you know what it's like to be sheep. who need to be instructed in God's ways because this world will not leave you alone. So it helps to be, as Peter says, sober-minded. How can you have the right perspective of things if you're not sober-minded? It's challenging enough when you are. That suffering is no fun. I think that's why the word is called suffering. It's no fun. That's not a fun word. But it can have purpose. If we're sober-minded and look at it from the right perspective. A sober-minded person will look at things with God's eyes. Now tell me, does that happen overnight? That comes with a lot of challenges, with a lot of world in your face, a lot of prayer, a lot of decision-making. We know the predator for who he is. And we'll confront the predator. Why? Because we are on the Lord's side. We are exiles in this world and we have a job to do. Sometimes that predator does get us. You ever seen a sheep hit by a coyote or a wolf or a bear? They don't look pretty. If they're not dead, they are cut up, maimed maybe. They need to be taken care of. They're wounded. We want to love that sheep. That predator is the devil. He seeks to harm us. He doesn't seek to pat us on the shoulder, he seeks our harm. But having the right perspective, we will understand that this devil only has the power for a short time. We need to resist him. And look at this life with the right and godly perspective. It's not meant to last forever. And we have a job to do as exiles who suffer for the Lord. Resistance brings suffering. You ever tried to go to the hospital in Denver and not have your mask? Boy, they will let you know real quick. I say in jest because I got caught up in that without my mask. I'm used to Flagler. I don't wear masks around here. But I go to Denver and I need to submit to the government, to the rules. For the Lord's sake. But sometimes I need to resist in other things that demand God's obedience. Resistance brings suffering. Jesus resisted the devil's temptation, and it led to his sufferings, did it not? Matthew 4, Luke 4. Abel resisted Cain's anger, and it led to his suffering and eventual death. After God spoke to Cain, you remember when God rebuked him for the wrong handling of his offering to God, Cain spoke to his brother Abel, or Abel his brother. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. I wonder what the conversation was right before he killed him. I don't know. You might remember the story I shared when we first started this series in 1 Peter, About 60 years after Peter was written in Bithynia, the governor there was killing Christians by running them through the sword. And he wrote a letter to Caesar. And Caesar said, well, good job. I'm glad you're doing that. But this is what I want you to fix. If they recant from being a Christian, let them go. If they turn and worship me, Caesar, as their god, and our gods, the Roman gods, let them go. But if they don't run them through with the sword. You're doing a good job, governor, said Caesar. This is an actual document we have in our history. 1 Peter 5, 10 through 11. And after you have suffered a little while, The God of all grace, who has called you to His eternal glory in Christ, will Himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To Him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Any suffering a Christian may go through is really short-lived. And I say that as somebody who feels like it feels like an eternity when you suffer when your wife's sick, when your wife dies, when you and I haven't experienced this, when your child passes or things like that. It feels like an eternity. But the reality is, compared to eternity, if you're suffering for Christ, it's very short. It's very short. It may last most of your life, but compared to the grace of God and eternity, any suffering for Christ we go through, here is just a short time. You see, First Peter is written to Christian exiles. It's written to comfort people who are going through the rigors of suffering for Christ. It's a book of comfort, it's a book of reality, and it's a book of reality up there. And it's a book of standing firm for truth in a world that doesn't want to hear it. We are exiles who choose to be immersed into Christ and give our lives for Him according to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21. Peter closes with these words. He says this, I have written briefly to you, Exhorting and declaring that this is the true grace of God, First Peter five one and of course he is speaking of Christ, and Jesus our Lord, excuse me, first Peter five eleven. Christ and our Lord, who is our reason for being exiles, and is our reason for suffering in a world that hates the idea of Him. We chose to be part of something that's greater. As an elder will receive that unfading crown of glory, guess what we're looking forward to as well? If we stand firm in our faith, if we resist the devil, if we go through the suffering not losing our path, if we recognize that Peter said, I myself am a witness of Christ's own sufferings. And I know what the coming glory is going to be. Stay on track. Stay on track. We are the flock of God. Do you get it? He is the chief shepherd. We are His flock. He's going to take care of us. Shepherd the flock is the first point. Our shepherd... Work for the chief shepherd, willingly to deal with the challenges of this world. Humble before God is a choice we, is a choice we have to submit to him or not. So let's choose wisely. Suffering sheep.) <clears throat> is part of our short-time life here. You choose to be exiles, but know that your suffering will be short. The lesson is yours. If there's anybody here this morning who has any needs, any prayer requests, any other concerns that they'd like to share, you may come forward now as together we stand and sing. Jesus, the lovely shepherd, calleth him.